The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition in the borough. Everybody dodging the rain okay? There's no raining on MTSU's men's basketball team parade right now. The Blue Raiders again. Victorious on the Homewood last night, 77-59 over uh, UTEP. A UTEP team that came in 9-5 and five in the league and was playing well. Uh, but the Blue Raiders, uh, whew, four in double figures, just, uh, just finding lots of ways to win. Different people, different nights. It was Donovan Sims' night last night. Um. Blue Raiders, just, they really got a good chemistry right now. Um, they're playing well on both ends. Their defense was outstanding again. Again, I've mentioned this several times through this run. They have they have proven that they can play a grinded-out game. They can uh, prove – they've proven um, <clears throat> they can win an up-tempo game. So, couple that with uh, – Big win last week at FAU, uh, 87-79. That was a huge game. Uh, Middle goes into that game. Um, Let's see. They were – had three losses in the conference play, and uh, FAU had four, five. You know, so that's a swing game. You know, FAU wins it. They're a half game out. And they would have split with middle. Instead, middle wins, and there's some separation there. And some other things have transpired. That middle have gotten a little help along the way. But um, the standings right now are um, the Blue Raiders are 11-3. and three In the East Division, they're followed by Western Kentucky at 9-6. and six. FAU eight and six, Charlotte seven and seven, Old Dominion and FIU five and nine, and Marshall four and eleven. So the Blue Raiders with a three-game lead. Now they've got Marshall Thursday. You know when Middle played Marshall, they hadn't won a conference game. They've won four now. Uh, they've played a lot better. They can score points. So you can't ever sleep on Marshall. You can't sleep on anybody right now when you're trying to win. Uh, regular season championship and get one of those buys in the conference tournament. Um, And then Saturday, you've got Western Kentucky. Throw the records out there, obviously, anyway. 
But speaking of which, when Middle left Western, they left the Hilltoppers owning a two and six conference record. Right now, Western Kentucky, as I said, they're nine and six. So uh, they've reeled off seven straight and are right with middle, the hottest team in the league. I guess you'd have to say North Texas is the hottest. They're thirteen and one. But you know, every week I said it's bigger. This is the biggest. Um, um, you know, you take of course last night was the makeup game from COVID uh, opening weekend. <clears throat> um, it's Middle's fifteenth straight at home. They now have twenty wins for the first time since two thousand eighteen, nineteen season. Um, and, you know, Coach McDevitt's turned the thing around. You know, um, I've heard people say, well, the league's weak and all that. You know, I don't care. You know, they haven't played anybody and all this. Hey, you know, Coach Earl said, nobody cares who you play. Like, what what, what, what was your record in 2022? Uh, it was 20-something and what? Okay. Well, they don't look to see who you played. And it's not like Middles just feasted on awful teams. But they played a manageable schedule, and that's smart. You know, you you, you played Murray State. Uh, you played Ole Miss. Um, but, you know, Coach McDevitt needed wins. You got to schedule some wins sometime. Or against team. But, you know, these teams that Middle beat earlier in the year, they're teams they would not have beaten last year. Your Wimpthams, your Mercers, teams like that, they wouldn't have beat them. By no means. You know, in conference game, they couldn't hardly win a game. They'd be right there at the end, but didn't find a way to lose it. They're finding a way to win. They know how to win. And they're having fun. And as he says, a lot of times maybe it's um, overstated or overrated. The team generally likes playing together. They like one another. They hang out with each other. They play for each other. They don't care who gets the points, and which is evidence by you hear what they say in the press conferences after games. You know, you know, I mean, you just look. It's every night. It's somebody different. Now, Jefferson's been huge down the stretch. But um, just like the way the team's playing, they um, took care of their business last night. Uh, Marshall, who they play Thursday, won at Southern Miss, seventy-four to sixty. Um, Thursday, of course, Marshall's at Middle. FIU's at Old Dominion. Uh, FIU's at Charlotte. Uh, Louisiana Tech's at Rice and. Southern Miss is at North Texas. Uh, the West standings, I gave you the East. <clears throat> North Texas 13-1, UAB 10-4, La Tech 10-4, UTEP 9-6, Rice 6-8, San Antonio 2-13, and, and Southern Miss 1-13. And, and one thing to remember about the Marshall game, that Middle did win at Marshall, um... That was a one-point game. So it's just not like they went up there and overwhelmed them. But they got a road win. 
Then they went to Western and got a road win. They swept the Florida schools. It's hard to do. I've seen Middle take good teams down there and not be as fortunate. But they pretty well, they didn't manhandle either one of those teams by any stretch. But they got the lead and held it, you know. They made shots when they had to make shots. They didn't let teams go off on a big run like they did last year. Now, you know, the the only game that they've really been overwhelmed in was that UAB. You know, they took it pretty bad that night, but you have those nights. Ask Tennessee and Kentucky. You know, Kentucky beats them 30, whatever. Tennessee comes back, you know, repays the favor. You know, Auburn blowing people out, looking invincible. Can't struggle on the road. Got beat at Florida. So, those road wins middle picked up, four of them uh, to date, are key. That's the difference in being in the, you know, middle of the pack or the slightly the upper echelon or being in first place. Got to win on the road. And, obviously, you got to protect your home court, <clears throat> which they have. So, um, good crowd last night. Um, starting to get maybe a little more energy in that building. And they can really use it this week. This week, Again, I can't underestimate how important it is to come out and play well against Marshall and not overlook the herd because you, you know you're going to get – you know you're going to get a battle with Western Kentucky. And they've been winning games on the road. So, um, I think them and Miller <coughs> clearly the two best teams in on this side. And, you know, Middle's got a nice cushion. 11-3, 9-6. Sounds like a nice cushion. Still a lot of ball to play. You know, as easy as it is to get on a roll, you can get on a, a bad roll which is uh, something, you know, Blue, Blue Raider fans certainly don't want to see. But, um, it, again, that's it. they're a fun team to watch. Um, they play an exciting brand of hoop. Uh, they leave it on the court. They play hard. And they're unselfish. You throw all that together. And they got some talent. Let's face it, they're... They're a very talented basketball team. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideas since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Hey, fellas, need an annual exam for work or just want to start the year prioritizing your health? Then I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment where they check all your levels. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 to get full labs and an office visit with their provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. At McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Look 10 years younger. We have added 
laser treatments. The Cape Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. I've got news radio. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. All right, let's see where we want to go now. Let's go with the women. Lady Raiders coming off two big wins. They handle. FAU and FIU at home quite easily. And uh, they're now 11-3 uh, and three in the conference. A game back at Charlotte, who they beat. Still got to play Charlotte here. Um, tomorrow, there's no games tonight. Tomorrow, we've got uh, San Antonio at UAB. Thursday, Lady Raiders at Marshall. Tough place to play. And Middle just shellacked Marshall the last time they played. Old Dominion at FAU. North Texas at Southern Miss. Charlotte at FIU. And Rice at uh, Louisiana Tech. MTSU also has Western Kentucky on Saturday. So a big week for them. I mean, there's four really, there's four solid good teams. In the East Division, Charlotte twelve and two, Middle eleven and three, Old Dominion ten and four, uh, and Western Kentucky ten and five, and I think you got to throw Marshall in there too at eight and seven, capable of beating anybody. So it's a huge road swing for the Lady Raiders, you know, because only the top two teams get a bye. Now you look, you know, I mentioned all those teams with just two or three or four losses. You look over in the West. The, um, two two teams, Southern Miss and North Texas, are eight and six, and Louisiana Tech seven and seven. UAB six and eight. Still, one of those two two of those teams are going to get a first round bye. I don't know why they went to divisions, stayed at divisions this year, but uh, certainly that um, the balance of power, as I've said, is in the East Division. So it's kind of disappointing that um, that we've got that. So, all right, moving on. Michigan coach Juwan Howard, 
He has been suspended for the last five games of the regular season, fined $40,000. Wisconsin's Greg Gard fined $10,000 after their near melee. And I'm not saying it got blown out of proportion. It was heated. Um, Gard, of course, made the decision to call a timeout with 15 seconds left and the Badgers up by 15 points. And now that sparked Howard's ire. He's a competitive guy. Uh a guard later explained that he called the timeout to help his team avoid a 10-second violation. Still didn't set well with Howard. I didn't like the timeout they called. I'll be totally honest. I thought it was not necessary at the moment, especially with it being a large lead. I thought that wasn't fair to our guys. So, you know, you, you're, you're and, and this is my opinion, my opinion only. I'm sure everybody's got different views on this. Uh, it's it's obvious he's hot, and the coach, the coaches uh, wanted to explain to Howard why he called that timeout. It's clear that Howard wants nothing to do with him. You know, leave me alone, don't touch me. He's going by, um, and but guard kept on, so he gets heated and heated and. I don't know the, how the assistant coach got involved. I don't know if he said something. Um, Howard throws the open-handed swing. It wasn't a true punch. And then, you know, then that's when the melee got after it. And I think he, Michigan may have a couple players. And Michigan's a team majorly on the bubble. Probably not going to the NCAA tournament. Um, probably going to be an NIT team. Uh, they've had their moments where they've been very good this year, but just not quite there. Now, first of all, you know, um, after the situation, Jawan Howard's still hot. He never apologized. Obviously, since then, he has apologized. I mean, we talk about – we hear coaches talk about and preaching to their athletes um, – to maintain your emotions, be under control at all times. Uh, well, the coach has got to set that example <clears throat> in that given moment if it happens. Now, I'd been warm too. And if the coach had just gone on, none of that's going to happen. But no, he had to kind of grab his arm Explain to him what he did, why he did it. Howard wanted none of it. Okay. So that guy, he 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 kind of initiated all this. Guard did. But in no way does that ex give you any excuse to lose control of your emotions. <clears throat> and it's a, it's an emotional game. You know, he played there. He's a great guy. He's he's done a great job there, but you just you can't make that mistake. Um, you got too many players that look up to you, uh, that emulate you. So <clears throat> five games probably fair. And I I've heard there were talks maybe he'd get fired. I no I I don't think he had to go that far with it. Five games and missing the rest of the regular season. Um, it's pretty significant, I think. 
I don't know if he's allowed to be at practice or, you know, he's got to be stay away during this two-and-a-half-week period. Um, but it was messy. It's not great. It's not good for the game. There's enough people that already do not like basketball. Anyway, whether it's college or the NBA, you know. I'm not a huge NBA fan, but because, you know, they've got to like, they got to keep their bodies in check all year. They're not going to play 100% every night. They, they will in the playoffs. College basketball is different. You know, you got, what, 28 opportunities, 30 opportunities. You're going to lay it low. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're going to lay it on the line most every night. Some nights you're not going to have it. But a lot of people don't like basketball, so it's kind of a black eye. I think it was Dick Vitale tweeted or something. You know, maybe I ought to just do away with the handshake. Hey, you talk to the guy before the game. Hey, you wave. That way, you wave. Hey, good game. If you don't want to wave, don't wave. It's kind of like, you know, the NFL, they do it. I mean, even the NBA, they used to never shake hands. Uh, except after playoff, uh, somebody was eliminating the playoffs. Oh, I like what hockey does. You know, they don't do it till when it's over, it's over. You've outlasted that team. You shake hands. You meet at the <clears throat> center ice, you shake hands. But, you know, every game, I don't know that it's totally necessary. Uh, you know, if you – that would certainly – that situation would not have happened. Um, but it did happen, and – so, and Jawan Howard has since, you know, come out very contrite, totally unacceptable and all that. You kind of wish he'd done it, but he hadn't cooled off yet. I mean, they have a cooling off period before they bring athletes and coaches to you, usually about 10 minutes. 10 minutes is not a very long cooling off period. So, but anyway, you know, hopefully teams are watching that, coaches are watching that. If you're mad, just go by. You don't have to look at them. You see that all the time. Hey, there's a lot of coaches in this business that are buddies. They even hate losing to their buddy. But there's a lot of coaches that don't like one another. You know, so they just go by, they shake their hands, and that's it. All right, we'll move on. Blue Raider baseball. <clears throat> uh, not so good the first week. Uh, one and three first weekend. Split with St. John's. Got swept by. Uh, North Carolina Wellington starting pitching though pretty solid at least in three of those games so that's kind of what I look for early um, pitching's usually ahead of hitting uh, Blue Raiders were scheduled to play Belmont today they will not they're scheduled to play tomorrow at four uh, if they do we will not have a show tomorrow and um, but uh, I think um, Belmont has the field turf so chances are they probably will play although you know, who knows with the amount of rain we're going to get. I think it's supposed to hold off a little tomorrow and then come back in force again on Thursday. But I'm not a meteorologist, so don't listen to me. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. 
Good afternoon. Steady flow of traffic continues on. 24 coming in from Davidson County. A lot of radar earlier over on 840 as you head towards Franklin, Williamson County. Give yourself extra time. Prince's Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Middle Tennessee's men's basketball team dominated on both ends of the court in front of a raucous Murphy Center crowd on Monday night, racing past UTEP 77-59 for their 15th straight home win and 20th win of the season. The Blue Raiders, now 20-7 overall, 11-3 in Conference USA, had five players score at least nine points on Monday, led by 17 points on 70% shooting from Donovan Sims. The Miners, who are now 16-11 overall, 9-6 in the league, were held to just 19-52 of from the field. That's 36.5%, including 5-22 of from beyond the arc. That's 22.7%. And the Blue Raiders took advantage of porous interior defense to score 26 points in the paint. The Blue Raiders now find themselves uh, still in first place in the Eastern Division of Conference USA with an 11-3 record. Western Kentucky has now moved into second place uh, due to uh, just wins and losses throughout the division. Western is now 9-6. Florida Atlantic, 8-6. 
Charlotte is seven and seven, FIU five and nine, Old Dominion five and nine, and Marshall is in last place in the division at four and eleven. The Thundering Herd will be the next opponent for the Blue Raiders coming up on Thursday night at six o'clock. The uh, Blue Raider men will also play at home on Saturday. It will be Senior Day for Josh Jefferson and Donovan Sims, and uh, that will be a six o'clock start as well against the rival Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Out west, North Texas still continuing to pace the field. They're 13 and 1 overall. UAB is 10 and 4. Louisiana Tech is 10 and 4. UTEP 9 and 6 after last night's loss. Rice is a 6 uh, 6 and 8 record. UTSA 2 and 13 and Southern Miss is 1 and 13 on the season. Lady Raiders uh, will not play until Thursday when they play at Marshall and then they will play on Saturday afternoon in Bowling Green at 2 o'clock. So there is an opportunity to catch both Blue Raider games on Saturday with the women at 2, the men playing at 6. Here are the standings going into this week for women's basketball. Charlotte leads the East 12-2, middle a half game back at 11-3. Old Dominion at 10-4, Western Kentucky 10-5, Marshall is 8-7, FIU 4-10, and and FAU is at 1-13. In in the West, Southern Miss leads the pack along with North Texas, uh, kind of bunched up there. Eight and six for those two squads. Louisiana Tech is seven and seven. UAB six and eight. UTEP six and nine. Rice five and eight. And UTSA is three and eleven. Let's look at Blue Raider golf. Middle Tennessee took control Monday in the second round of the Loyola Intercollegiate at Palm Valley Golf Club in Goodyear, Arizona. The Blue Raiders finished the day with a three-stroke lead after starting play in second place, and Kevin Jeggers went from a tie for first to taking sole possession of the individual lead by the end of the round. We'll have the uh, we'll have third round action and the finals coming up for you later this week. All right, men's tennis two days after taking down number 24, Auburn, inside the Adams Tennis Complex for its first top 25 win since 06. Middle Tennessee traveled to East Lansing, Michigan, and defeated Michigan State in a true road match by a score of 5-2. to two. I'm thinking those folks at Michigan State are tired of seeing the Blue Raiders roll in and whip them. All right, that's it for today. Be sure and join us at 6 o'clock for Rick Ensel Live, Nick McDevitt coming up at 7 o'clock, and uh, all right here on WGNS. You've changed thousands of diapers, cut off hundreds of crusts, played hours of peekaboo and duck-duck goose because you do anything for your kids. That's why it's so important to protect them with life insurance from State Farm. Hello, I'm State Farm agent Deb Insel, and I can help make it easy and affordable to help you protect your family no matter what the future holds. Because for the people you do anything for, life insurance could mean everything. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, hey, hey! hey. 
Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. <clears throat> Did forget to mention uh, congratulations to Oakland last night. Their girls' basketball team won the District 7 tournament, beat uh, Blackman 43 39 and snapped Blackman's 42-game winning streak dating back to last year when Blackman won the state title. So it is Oakland that will be the number one seed in the region tournament. Tonight, it's Siegel and Blackman in the boys' finals. So, all right. uh, Now we're going to be joined by Larry Woody, my good friend uh, from up in Nashville, former, uh, well, still a sports writer, author, and columnist. And, Larry, I feel like most of the times I start with you uh, it's a, it's usually about your outdoors column that you write for um, Main Street Media, and um, uh, it was a doozy this last week. If I it stood out, it said, "If grandmother said it was a panther, it was a panther." So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a true story. Now, my my grandma told that story about when she was a little girl born born in 1884, so it would have been you know that that far back. But she was she was chased home from school one day, lived in a Little little cabin up in the mountains around Crossville, and what's what's now Crossville. And uh, now I, I believe her. Like I said, uh, Monty and Nicola, the wild wildlife experts say there's no such thing, but uh, but they weren't there, and she was. I'm, I'm going with Grandma's story. Yeah, Mama didn't tell no lies. Now, <laughs> no, did she, she didn't. She didn't. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was good. Well, hey, they also the the wildlife people also say there's no cougars, right? Well, that's what the mountain folks call money. Not to get too deep in the weeds here with this. Uh, that's uh, cougars are what what old folks in the in the mountains call panthers or painters. They call them painters, for, but panthers, cougars, catamounts, mountain lions. Yeah, they, for years they said there weren't any in the state. I used to argue with the TWA people. When I was doing outdoor some outdoor writing for the Tennessee, and I would get calls every now and then, maybe two or three times a year, from people around Middle Tennessee who swore they had seen what we call cougars, or panthers, mountain lions, or whatever you want to call them, cougars. And uh, so I'd call the TWA, and they say, no, there's no such thing. It's just imagination. And now they admit they're there. They show up on these trail cams and, you know, credible sightings, and the, the agency finally had to admit that they were wrong and uh, and the, the people who were seeing them were right. So that's kind of what I said in the column. They, they were wrong they're, they're wrong now about the about cougars being around the state, and I think you're wrong, and I know they're wrong about you know disputing what my my grandma saw as a little girl. So, uh, Monty, I guess the moral of the story is beware of the experts. That's right. When, when a so-called expert says something, uh, take it with a, a big grain of salt. Well, I tell you, um, only time I want to see one of those um, animals is on Gunsmoke or Bonanza. 
but I, I, like I say, money. I've talked to people, particularly hunters, when I was doing the outdoor stuff, and they, they'd swear that they they came right by their deer stand, so almost so close they could reach out and 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 pet one if if you were so inclined. But they they weren't inclined, but they did tell you know credible credible stories about it. But anyway, I have a little fun with the column, kind of tongue in cheek about. Uh, that my that my grandmother used to tell tell that story as, as little kids when we'd snuggle in her lap and shiver and and uh, it, it's just a, just just a great great story. Larry, I was going to bring up you actually brought something up to me. It was asking me about Middle's basketball team and um, you mentioned two words, Murphy Magic. Uh, it's been a while since they've had that. You know, obviously they got it going there toward, at the end of. Um, Coach Davis's tenure when, you know, they won a game in the NCAA tournament back-to-back years. And then, of course, he left, and the recruiting class that he'd signed went with him. And Middle had, like, seven scholarship players coach McDevitt's first year and didn't do very well and didn't do well the next year or the next year. So, you know, the the Wolves are high, we're howling a little bit. And this year uh, they've won 20 games. Now, he's scheduled a little softer although he still played at Ole Miss and they played at Murray State, which is a ranked team. But you mentioned Murphy Magic. You know, if there was ever a, a Saturday that could could be some Murphy Magic, it would be this Saturday when they play Western Kentucky because me and you both remember games played there. That I mean, the rafters were packed at both places. Oh yeah, it was it was hopping and kind of interesting. And Monty, I believe now this is correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the 50th anniversary of Murphy Center. I, I believe it is. Yeah. And and man, I can remember the night it was opened. I, I came over to cover the game, and I believe they played Vanderbilt. And uh, you know, like you say, it, it was rocking that night, and it, it it was rocking a whole lot of nights after that. Uh, Jimmy Earl, he he kind of he lit he lit the fuse on on that uh, on that magic during those great uh, those great eras in the old OVC. And of course, you were you were there. Your your dad was calling the games, and you were uh, running around pestering everybody on the on press on, on press row. But you you lived through those early years, and you remember what it was like. And I was hoping. As a lot of a lot of middle fans were hoping that they could regain some of that that Murphy magic, and I believe they have, Marty. I believe it's coming back. I, I, you you made an interesting note, a little trivia note. I, I realized they were nine, they were unbeaten at home, but uh, did you tell your your listeners about uh, what, what kind of company they're keeping? Yeah, they're they're undefeated at home. Middle's women are undefeated at home still, and there's only MTSU and Arizona can. Uh, claim that in college basketball this year. That's pretty good home court advantage, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Um, we'll shift around a little bit. Speaking of home court advantage, Tennessee's played well at home, and, you know, we saw how terrible they got drilled at Kentucky, but that, that just shows you what college basketball is about. It is a home court game most nights, and, you know, some nights you don't have it and other team can't miss, and you can play. You can play a week later, and the the results are exactly the opposite. And I, th- I think emotion also plays in it. You know, like, like you said, Monty, the balls got embarrassed in Rupp Arena, and then they got a little payback when they got them in, in Thompson Bowling. So you're right. It's a it, it's a kind of uh, maybe an up and down game. Good night. You know, hot nights, cold nights, and and I really think emotion may plays a, a really big factor maybe emotion more than than home court advantage you know and 
of course, the, the, the emotion feeds off home court advantage and the, and the fans and that kind of thing. But uh, uh, college basketball is an emotional sport, and 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 frankly, you don't see that kind of emotion in the NBA. They're they're, they're punching a the clock and going to work at the office, and the college kids are out there playing their hearts out for the love of the game. That's the difference in the in the in the college and the in the NBA. Yeah, I touched on this. You know, speaking of emotion, the. Michigan Wisconsin thing the other night, you know they Wisconsin calls a timeout with 15 seconds left, up 15, and the coach come by and he, you know he, uh, you know it was clear Jawan Howard did not want anything to do with a handshake, you know that's it. Well, the coach grabs his arm, he's trying to explain, and you know of course Jawan Howard has since been suspended for the final five games of the year, and what he did was wrong, but. Uh, the other coach didn't help matters either. <laughs> no, it, it depends on which version of the story you 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 lean towards. I, I've read read both, numerous accounts of both versions, and uh, you're right, Marty. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, John Howard. Uh, the bottom line is, you uh, a, a head basketball coach coach can't be throwing punches for crying out loud. That you know at, at the end of the game, that, that's inexcusable. On the other hand. I don't know why a coach would want to call timeout, and you know when you up, you know the other coach is saying, "Yeah, well, it's getting players in, or you know setting something up for the ten-second clock, you know, some kind of nonsense like that." He didn't need to need to do that. So what, running up the score in a in a, in a heated game was inexcusable, but even more inexcusable was throwing throwing a punch. You know that that just can't happen. Frank, frankly, I thought he probably got off light with what was it a, a four or five game suspension. Yeah, he suspended uh, the rest of the regular season. So yeah, I, I think he probably got off light. Uh, frankly, it, that that you know you just can't have that kind of stuff. And then what what kind of message does that send to his players? And if the coach can't control himself and and, and throwing punches, what what are his players going to do? So no, kind of a uh, not kind of it was a, a, a low low point in the in, in that program for that program. Yeah, I mentioned that very same thing earlier today. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Uh, We'll take a break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You think we're way out there? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Ryan, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Steady flow of traffic continues on. 24 coming in from Davidson County. A lot of radar earlier over on 840 as you head towards Franklin, Williamson County. Give yourself extra time. Prince's Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Murphy Spurl's favorite pizza is now hiring at all three locations. That's right. Join the Surf Pizza team. Just stop on in and ask for a manager. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. <clears throat> Joined today by Larry Woody. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. All right, Larry, let's move on to racing. 
Uh, I know you do a lot of racing stuff, too, as well. Uh, tell us about Austin Sendrick. Well, interesting guy, 23-year-old rookie, making only his fifth or sixth start at Daytona Sunday, and nobody in the world thought thought he'd win the race. Probably nobody except some really diehard NASCAR fans might even knew who Austin Sendrick was. He comes out and wins the race. I think it's kind of ironic his name is Sendrick which is kind of sounds like Cinderella, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, but those, those kind of stories, Marty, are the, are the feel-good stories that, that, that they keep, keep sports going. You know, the, the human interest stories, uh, you know, the, the dark horses coming from nowhere and winning. And then Austin really wasn't a dark horse now. No, nobody really heard, that, heard much about him, but he was driving for Penske Racing which is one of the best organizations in NASCAR, and he took over uh, the ride that was abandoned by Brad Keselowski last year, former champion. So he, he was a, a, a bright young driver, you know, rising star that landed with a great team. So I guess it shouldn't have been that surprising that he won, but, but it was. I mean, Daytona's, a, the, as they say, get tired of saying, the Super Bowl of, of, of racing, and for a kid to come in and win, win it, uh, you know, it's a, that, that, like I said, that's a good feel-good story. I do know one person that called it. His name's Chad Marlin. I know his father-in-law real well. He's the nephew of Sterling, and he posted something on Facebook, said, Cendrick's got Kozlowski's car. Uh, he's going to win today. So, Well, again, like I say, it wasn't just out of the realm of possibility, obviously, when you got a – and he was a good uh, – Cendrick was a good, good driver in the second-tier Xfinity Series last year. He was a talented young driver. And like I say, he landed with a, with a great team, one of the one of the top uh, uh, rides in, in NASCAR. So, you know, it, it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't stop the presses kind of thing. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure anybody in the country except Sterling's nephew really thought well he was going to win that race. And Bubba Wallace with a second place finish. Yeah, good, good, another good human interest story. Most most people know what what Bubba's kind of gone through and endured and kind of fought his way to the top and. Uh, and his team's owned by a guy named Michael Jordan, which adds to a little, uh, draws a little attention too. So, good for Bubba. He, he won a won a race last year, won Talladega last year, and uh, so he he's he he's established. He's got his credentials established. Once you win a Cup race, you're you're in the club. But still, to win Daytona, that's a different animal. And Bubba almost had it. He had it on his fingertips and and just couldn't pull it in. Uh, yeah, and seemed. Um... Uh, I know he he said he's made something to the fact you know sometimes you you finish runner up you're happy with it he goes I'm not, he goes I'm not happy at all this year. <laughs> no, of so. course it's a historical deal you know with the the the, uh, the, the race angle Bubba the only black uh, driver full time driver in, in NASCAR and uh, in the Cup Series and so it was a you know kind of a historical moment too like i say he's already he's won a race now a cup race but uh, to win daytona the biggest race in, in nascar that would have been extra special and as i say to, to come so close just a, a he was a, a hiccup away from history okay larry um for the top five cards were um fords uh anything to make of that I, i'm not sure martin and, and uh, full disclosure I, I can't tell the difference in the cars when they get on the track. They're painted up and numbered up and all the, the different schemes and stuff and ads on them. I, I can't tell a Ford from a Chevy from a Toyota. Now, I, I'm sure the, the gearheads out there can, but I, I can't. And I'm not sure there's that, it, it, much, if any, difference in them. NASCAR really works hard to keep the rules pretty 
close, pretty even across the board, uh, keep a level playing field. Because what NASCAR doesn't care what model car wins, money. It just wants to keep the competition even and keep the fans interested. Like uh, I really don't think NASCAR cares which drivers win. It's like the NFL. You know, just keep the keep the parity in the sport so the fans are always interested. And maybe when they go to the track each each week, they they think their driver has a has a chance to win. That's what NASCAR is interested in. So back to your question, though. In in the past, some some particularly when the stock cars were more stock, uh, some some models would have maybe a little aerodynamic advantage or something like that. But NASCAR would usually tinker around, and and if if one model started getting too much of an advantage, NASCAR would. Uh, do some some mechanical tinkering and and uh, again level the playing field and uh, or the racing surface surface in this case and uh, and level it out. But no, I I don't think one model has uh, has uh, much if any advantage it, over the years. Monty, my my take has been that the best drivers seem to win the most races regardless of what they're driving. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um... NASCAR's already had quote it's Super Bowl. Where do they go from here? Uh, off to Fontana, California, headed back across uh, across uh, the country to to for another race. There just uh, a couple of weeks ago to to, to run the um, the Bush. Uh, uh, ex- I guess it'd be an exhibition race, kind of like an NFL preseason game exhibition game. And now they're headed back across country to Fontana. I'm a little puzzled, Monty, in NASCAR's uh, 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 thinking about you know they, they keep talking about they want to cut costs, reduce costs to help the, the team owners. And then they send them, send them all the way across country. You know, a couple of weeks ago, around the race in the L.A. Coliseum, a 30-minute race across country, and now back to Fontana uh, this this coming weekend to run another race. That's not exactly my idea of cost cutting, but uh, I guess NASCAR knows what they, they've meant. They've run a few more stock car races over the years than I have, so I guess they know what they're doing. But also, Monty, back to Daytona, it was a sellout. The, the, the grandstands were packed. The capacity had been, been a sellout for a month. I think that's a good sign, Monty, not just for, for stock car racing, obviously for, for NASCAR coming back. I think it's a good sign for the country that hopefully, hopefully we're over the pandemic nonsense and people could take those silly masks off and go back to work and get on with their lives. So hopefully that was a good sign, as I say, not just for stock car racing, but for, for our country in general. All right, Larry, great to catch up with you as always. And hey, now if you're out fishing or hunting, you know, be be careful of them uh, black panthers. Uh, painters, as we call them in the mountains, Marty. Painters. painters. <laughs> okay, have a, have a good week, Marty. All right, Larry, appreciate it. It's Larry Woody joining us today. That'll do it for today. Everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you next time. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.